When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Club live in Los Angeles here at the Bigfoot Lodge in Atwater Village. Thank you. Uh, if you came in wandering around looking for karaoke and discover three straight white men arguing about the legitimacy of gnomes, uh, don't worry, you are in the right place. Uh, it's just the wrong time. Karaoke will be on at 10.30 as usual or 10 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> um, so if you don't know, we are a podcast uh, where we cover Bigfoot and UFOs and paranormal stories. We talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. And tonight, here in Los Angeles, is a very special night because not only is it our first live show here in L.A., we're also here to honor the premiere of last night's episode of Expedition Bigfoot on the Travel Channel, which is hosted by a very special boy with a big dream and a quest to find Sasquatch in less than three weeks. So speaking of hosts, let us introduce ourselves. I'm Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host and the man of the hour, Mr. Bryce Johnson. Get up here. You, you actually have to walk up on stage when I call you, Bryce. Well, that's very nice. Yeah, get over, get over here. Sit down. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bryce Johnson. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, co-host of Bigfoot Collectors Club and star of Expedition Bigfoot. Can you believe it? On the Travel Channel. Uh, and with us always, of course, is our super producer. Riley Bray. Yeah! All right. Um, so, uh, Bryce, what the heck, dude, you are, <laughs> we started this podcast yeah. two years ago here in Los Angeles, Yes, and now you are actually hunting for Bigfoot? I know. Isn't that crazy, dude? I was just talking to uh, Adela and, and Dylan, Mystic Dylan and Adela are here. Uh, friends of the show. Friends of the show. Adela Levine and Mystic Dylan are here tonight in the audience. I was like, I have somehow man- manifested a lot of Bigfoot in my life. <laughs> Maybe too much, yeah. but uh, here I am. And uh, yeah, about this, about a year ago, I was approached by uh, the Travel Channel, and they were wondering if I'd be interested in getting involved in a in a Bigfoot type show. And I said, "Hell yeah!" And uh, we tossed around some ideas, and 
And uh, a year later, we're this is, and, airing, you, and you called up your buddy Michael, and you're I like, call, hey, I have some idea, right? I wish I could have. Unfortunately, I was like, remember, I was like, I had to be so mum about it. It's fine. I I'm going to create NDA. a show for Animal Planet called Vacation Loch Ness Monster. And, uh, <laughs> I know, man. I got, I'll bring you on next season. I, look, look, I'm thrilled. I watched the episode last night. All of you here are going to get to watch it tonight. Um, it's fantastic, Bryce. You're amazing. Thank in it. you. Thank you. Uh, I knew I picked a great co-host when when I found you one. Really did. Got the right uh, guy. And now I'm going to burn you to the ground like all about Eve. <laughs> um, uh, but before we get started, I want to let everybody know that after we watch uh, the episode, we're going to have uh, some surprise guests, special people come up. We're going to have a little uh, live podcast like we're doing now. But also towards the end of tonight's program, if any of you out there have a ghost story. A UFO encounter, mm-hmm. a Bigfoot encounter. We want to hear it. We call those the L files, the listener files on our show. So think about it now. That's right. Don't get super wasted. Little drunk's cool. A little wasted. A little wasted. Keep it, you know, around two minutes. But uh, we want. <laughs> we definitely want to hear it. Um, oh, whoa. Oh yeah, what what, uh, what is this, Bryce? What's the uh, hula hoop, there, whoa. buddy. Oh, Bryce, this isn't a hula hoop. You, of all people, should know that when there's a glowing round object in our midst, it's not a hula hoop, but a portal. (laughs) Of course it is. A portal to another dimension, because tonight we're here at the Bigfoot Lodge, Mm. which is sitting on two ley lines in Atwater Village. This place is a mystical tavern where anything can pass through. So... Be prepared out there. Great. Um, All right, so we're going to watch Expedition Bigfoot, but before we do, we have some... (laughs) Basin signals! So tonight's story (laughs) comes... Thank you. (laughs) I've been wanting applause for that for a long time. Yeah. So tonight's story comes from... Oh, um, that's weird. I'm getting a little... Strange interference here. Uh, tonight's story is from a... Oh gosh, it's so... My hand is tingling. Wait Uh-oh. a minute. Maybe Whoa. something's coming through the so, portal, buddy. Uh, wait a minute. Let me take a look. Getting strange vibes. Oh, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, I see something. a creature emerging from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's <laughs> oh, wow. actor Scott Michael Foster. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Ouch. That hurts <laughs> buddy, to come through there. Where were you? I, I don't know, but that really hurt. I can't believe how bad that I, we hurt. We should have got a photograph of that. That was oh, incredible. Oh, my gosh. For it's so hard reason. to get photos of these things. This oh, is like, uh, this has become nauseous. our own... Skinwalker Ranch right here at uh, the Bigfoot Lodge. Wow. Hello, everyone. Hey, Scott. Yes, thanks for, thank you. Thank <laughs> you for applauding for that hello. <laughs> Great catchphrase. Um, so uh, we do a segment on the show. It's called BCC News, and that's when we catch up from a weird story from the past week. And this one comes to us. From uh, a, a listener on Instagram who sent us a story. This is from a UFO Clearinghouse, mm. and it came from a uh, Fortean website. Uh, this this is called Trucker Reports: Seven Foot Tall Person with Wings near oh, yeah. O'Hare International I Airport. Heard about so an this. angel. That, I was about, an angel, right? I was about to ask you, Scott. When you when you hear person with wings, yeah. what what do you immediately? Picture? That's my first, that was my first thought. Is angels tall, mm. strapping, gorgeous angel? Oh. I don't know why he's You're, gorgeous, but he's well, angels are very homoerotic. <laughs> One man's angel is another man's Mothman. Oh, wow. good point. Really? Sure. 
Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's dive into the story. So, um, Manuel Navarrete of UFO Clearinghouse received a report recently from a man who said he was standing outside of a cargo dock. At O'Hare, that's where you pick up most of your angels, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> so, so, this is, you're reading the book of my life yeah. right now. It can happen anywhere. Uh, in Chicago, when he spotted a seven-foot-tall person with wings. Hmm. First of all, not super descriptive. It was just a person with wings. You'd think that that mm. would set a, a precedent, like a, a, a moment in this person's life to take a bunch of details of this, of this thing. Yeah. All he could remember was it was tall and it had wings. It's that a person. Was it? Wasn't there a wings. drawing of it? I mean, didn't it have a, a sketching? No, it didn't. That was a sketch that somebody pulled from some clips. But it's a good uh, sketch. We, we, we're going to get to the bottom of why this eyewitness hmm. uh, is not apt to talk about it too much. So it was just outside of fence by the parking lot. And the sighting reportedly took place approximately at 6.30 p.m. on November 26th. We're talking just a week and a half ago. Oh, wow. wow. Okay, recent. So uh, according to the report, um, Riley... Uh, yes. Is there any way to give us spooky music during this story? Oh, sure, 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 sure. Why don't you give us a little high strangeness vibes for this? For every episode, Riley, our super producer, live scores our yeah. stories of high strangeness. Watch him work in person. So this is the eyewitness report. I was at the airport picking up a load of Nippon Cargo Airlines. I don't know what that is. I just read what they give me. And who Means they Japan. are, it's just me. Nippon. This could be an important detail of the story. Know. Japanese airline. Okay, okay Japanese thanks. airline. Thanks. That's Got why it. we no have Riley on That's the show. I'm here. <laughs> I was already backed into a dock and was standing away from the truck smoking a cigarette while they loaded my truck. I was looking towards the runways in the direction of the tunnel, and that is when I noticed something that looked like a large bird standing just outside the fence by the parking lot. All right, let's walk this back a minute. A moment ago, you said it was a person with wings. Now it's a just a bird? This person. A yeah, large yeah, bird. Yeah, I'm saying to this guy. Yeah. Seven-foot-tall bird. Wait, no, he first thought it was a bird, and then he... Okay. I mean, I'm guessing he gets to the point where it's a person. He's, he says it looks like a person with wings that were okay. stretched out and flapping. I was walking away from the fence towards the open field, and then began to f- it began to flap its wings and disappeared. Hmm. So uh, the Navarrete spoke to the witness over the phone. He said, I spoke with a witness via phone and was able to get a little more information regarding the sighting. The witness primarily speaks Spanish, but was able to give the report of this sighting with the help of his daughter and her boyfriend. Hmm. And she said he was standing away from the truck as it was being loaded, smoking a cigarette. Okay, we know that. He <laughs> stated that the creature was about seven feet tall, using the fence as a point of reference. She says when I he says when I asked him how he was able to be so certain as to height as to the height of this being, the driver stated that he has been in this location multiple times and estimates that the fence is about eight feet high. A lot of fence in this story so far. That's this like guy those knows th- fences. Yeah, it's like the, that thing above a restaurant at the exit door. It's a uh, you know has the height measurement. Yes, all fences right. have yeah. a cryptic that's in case measuring. Someone, that's in case someone <laughs> like robs when, your place yeah. when, when you're leave. leaving a Seven Eleven and yeah. has the height right next. That's to exactly it. Yeah, yeah. right. In case Bigfoot robs your uh, Circle K <laughs> or an angel. Um, so he said that the wingspan was uh, up to about seven feet wide and uh, six six feet. Across and the wings were black. Yeah, that's no bird. Uh, that's not an angel that either. That sounds very Mothman. Um, so when I asked him to describe the being, he said it looked like a demonio, a demon, or a duende, a goblin that was solid black. The witness said that he saw nothing that looked like eyes, and he assumed the creature 
might have had his back turned to him. He stated that it walked with the gate like a bird and that it was flapping its wings as it walked towards the large field that is by the runways and disappeared into the night. Hmm. The witness did state that when it disappeared, he quickly did the sign of the cross and asked Virgin Mary for protection. He put out his cigarette and quickly walked back to his truck. When I asked him why he did that, he stated that he felt a presence that was evil. And it was he was convinced that he had seen a demon. When asked to elaborate on this statement, the witness refused to talk about it anymore for the fear of it coming back. Wow. There you go. I just like the idea of him just continually smoking the cigarette <laughs> yeah. while watching this. And then being like, no, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> put that I, I like out. to Back cut to work. It's just one long ash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it could be that, right. And yeah. then he's like, Whoa! And it burns him on the knuckles. Sure, sure. So far from angelic, actually. Scott. Yeah, no, more of a more of a, a black-winged, life-sized, like human-sized bat-type-looking yeah. thing. Yeah, it's very odd. What you do know, you think odd. about this? Well, I wouldn't be so concerned if there hadn't been a string of sightings of the Mothman creature in the Chicago area mm. over the last two years. This isn't just the first one. Uh, there's been about... I don't know. There's been a book written on the subject of Mothman's return in Chicago. Yeah, there's a, there's also a blog about it that yeah. I've gone to, and there's a lot of confused truckers out there. Yeah, I guess the question is, is there, <laughs> is, there is there truth to this return, and, and why Chicago? So you hear something about this, Scott. Do yeah. you, I, I present this story to you. Do you think bird, bat, bat squatch... <laughs> Demon or angel? Bat squatch. Those are your only options. Yeah. Uh, those are my only options. Wisely. Is this an interdimensional being, or is this something here terrestrial that we uh, just haven't discovered yet? You, it- you, you, you know me. I mean, I, I, I tend to go first with what was in the cigarette. Was he smoking a little wacky <laughs> tobacco? You know, the, the optical illusions. Was it just a giant crow? Because sometimes I see birds on a fence, and I'm like, that's a big fucking bird. That's a big crow. It's a big ass crow. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, you know, who knows? Or, you know, could it be something that we we don't know? Yes, of course. Mm. But but in my my first instinct is always, what did this guy actually see that made him believe it was this giant seven foot winged demonic creature? Enough, That's what I want to know. Enough so to report it to the to the yeah. newspaper. Yeah. So he got he got freaked out. Yeah. Also, uh, Bryce. Also, we should use the term newspaper lightly. I think. But, um, <laughs> Bryce, just well, saying, Bryce. You mean yeah. it was in the papers? <laughs> yeah. That's but right. Bryce, oh, Riley, what's no, that? No, no nothing. Still in my newspaper voice. Yeah. And I have to say, I've smoked a lot of marijuana. Sure. And I Sure, I've same. never seen anything. I, well, I smoke marijuana to see stuff, and it's just, it, it has not work worked that yet. way. Yeah. He could have been smoking uh, PCP, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Bryce, the other thing that we talk about a lot on the show, mm. uh, that sometimes your own perception of reality can influence what you see. Yeah. This guy's clearly a very religious guy, and yep. he interpreted this being as a demon. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, it may, maybe whether he has a... Uh, a sort of religious upbringing or not, he obviously saw some goblin-like creature. Uh, that's pretty descriptive, as apart from what a what a demon could be. I mean, this this matches some of those old descriptions of. Well, I think if you are, except the missing the red eyes, they didn't. He didn't. He didn't see the, the red, red eyes, eyes, but he said his back might be turned to him. Oh, interesting. Yes. But I also think if you grow up with a religion and you get stories of like demons and yeah. you know that th- that's already in your brain. So right. whatever he sees, he might be putting that. Childhood yeah. story of demons and, or and whatever. And, you is know. it picking up on that part of his psyche 
and manifesting as something that looks so you demonic. Think it, you think it knows who's watching? There might be some user interaction here in yeah. some of these okay. uh, encounters, is what I'm saying. Well, that he, might be exactly the, 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 what he the saw. Guy, the guy, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, well, the witness was unnamed. He didn't the want to go on record. Is, okay. <clears throat> he didn't speak English, though? He did not. It, or he spoke very little English. Okay. I was just trying to say that this winged creature was like, oh... We'll call him Steven. Steven's watching me. Mm-hmm. He's a religious man. I'm going to appear to him as a dark-winged demon. That way he'll know or yeah. think I'm this. Yeah, that's that's uh, we, we've talked a lot about this. The phenomenon seems to be, like Michael said, user interactive. So it can, it can actually uh, materialize, you know, coming through your own filter, using, right. using your perceptions as a filter. Does that work if one person's watching or if 20 people are watching? No, you know, for, for like mass... Uh, sightings mm. like the the uh, miracle Ariel, of Fatima, yeah, the miracle of Fatima or the Ariel School incident. There was a UFO craft that landed in Ariel South, uh, a, a Children's School in South Africa. Right. All the kids saw it. About sixty children saw it. Unfortunately, no adults. They I don't know where the hell they were, but but all the kids you know where they were yeah, smoking they cigarettes. Were smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Out by that fence, they're smoking PCP. Uh, <laughs> but they all reported uh, different things. All the kids did. They some even described one entity. Some described two beings, and they so all, they saw different things. They all, all saw different things, mm. which which sorts of sort of lead you down the conclusion that yeah, you know, each each user sort of interprets it differently sure. uh, through their perception. Very strange. Mm. Interesting. Final thoughts? Bullshit or believe it, Scott Michael Foster? Um, <laughs> are those my options? Yeah, bullshit or believe <laughs> it. Uh, not much. I, I'll say bullshit just because I I have been I've been scared enough to. Th- think I'm seeing something mm. and then the minute I sort of get a grip of myself I realize that I'm I'm actually seeing something real not what my mind is telling me I'm seeing right so but I'm the skeptic in this scenario so yeah. I say bullshit I'm not saying he doesn't believe he yeah. saw what he saw that that I believe but I I, I don't necessarily think that he saw a seven-foot winged demon. All right. Well, interesting. Well, you know something is strange is happening in Chicago. Uh, are you familiar with the uh, the Chicago O'Hare UFO? Yes. That appeared above Terminal we, Four. It's, yeah. It's a story that we do not have time for. Tonight. No, I know. Well, we'll, have, we'll save that for another day. Yes. Because uh, there's something lurking deep within the Oregon woods. Yeah, that's that right. That we have to go. Find. Yeah. Uh, and I gotta change my Oh, oh my gosh, meter. this portal's sucking Scott Michael Foster. It's uh, Golden Ma. Thank wow. you, everyone. Thank Scott Michael Foster. Thank you, Scott, <laughs> for joining us. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, everybody, we're gonna take a look. We're gonna watch the first episode of Expedition Bigfoot, starring my good friend right here. And about approximately 42 minutes, we'll be right back here on stage. Enjoy the show, get a drink, hang out, meet a friend, and we'll see you right after Expedition Bigfoot. All right, enjoy the show. All right. Bryce, get up here. Dude, ladies and gentlemen, Bryce Johnson. Oh, man. I didn't forget your last name, but I did forget your middle initial for a second. That's all right. Is it O or M? Oh, Owen. That's what I thought, but I almost said M. Dude, I am so proud of you and so excited. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, it's crazy, right? When you told us about this project, I I think I cried. I swear, I was I like, know you cried. I was like so, uh, I was so scared to tell you guys because uh, we we had started this podcast two years ago, and then I did this show. We, this show started about a year ago, 
I was like, I just remember thinking, like, sick to my stomach, like, God, how do I tell Mike and Riley? They're going to be so pissed. Why would we I know. Pissed? But I just was like, because uh, I was like, I felt like I was like breaking Stabbing up the band. Us in the back? Yeah, like going solo or something. <laughs> but, is this uh, your yesterday? Your yeah. very successful solo record. That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> but you guys were nothing but supportive. And, oh, man, we're so uh, excited, loving, man. So I'm so proud of you. I, I watched the show that. last night at home. I think it's great. I could tell everyone watching was completely riveted. Um, Hey guys, this is Michael cutting into our live show. Um, Due to some unforeseen circumstances, we can't air the entire episode as it was recorded live at the Bigfoot Lodge. It's out of our control. I wish I could tell you why. I can't. It's all good. It's a little top secret. Maybe we divulge a little too much information. I guess you should have been there. Instead... And because we don't want to cheat you out of an episode, we are going to uh, talk to Bryce about Expedition Bigfoot. So here is an interview that we did with Bryce over on the other side last month. We're going to talk to him about the series Expedition Bigfoot, and then we're going to jump back into the live show, which, you know, I wish you could have been there and you could have heard what we heard, but we can't share it. It's fine. It's okay. Everyone's cool. It's cool. Just come to the live show next time, and then you'll get to hear top secret information. Right, Riley? That's right, Michael. Right? Right. Okay, cool. So here's Bryce. Then we'll cut back to our live show at the Bigfoot Lodge in Los Angeles. Okay, guys. Big news this week in the world of Bigfoot Collectors Club. Special announcement, special little bonus moment with your old pals. Michael McMillan, your other pal. Bryce Johnson. And your other pal. Riley Bray. So, um, Bryce, the time has come when you can finally tell us what your top secret project is. Oh shit. Cue the Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch music. <laughs> Just kidding. I got nothing. No, no, yeah, there's, uh, that's not the right music anyway. This is the most <clears throat> excited I've ever been and the least excited Riley's ever been. <laughs> I don't believe that. He's hungry. He's hungry. Um, so what's up, dude? Tell us what you've been working on. I have been working on uh, a show for the Travel Channel oh. called Expedition Bigfoot. <laughs> and I am leading a team of elite researchers and investigators to find and document conclusive proof for the existence of Bigfoot. Dude. Mission successful. This is insane. <laughs> this we got to get you a flight suit. Okay, first of all, I have a couple questions. Yes. One, how did this come about? So this came about, uh, a good friend of mine, is uh, he runs a company called Rail Splitter Pictures, and uh, I think I can tell this story. He was approached by what I now know as the Travel Channel. They were looking to get into the Bigfoot space. Um, as Has they Travel Channel, they've done, haven't they done... Bigfoot stuff, or is that Discovery? That I'm not sure. I know Discovery has. Look, okay. there's been a lot of, you know, sort of one-off programming uh, as far as Bigfoot documentaries and stuff go. And and the last sort of episodic that really tackled the Bigfoot phenomena was, well, they, you know, uh, was finding Bigfoot on uh, Animal Planet. Animal Planet, that's what it was. On. Yes. Okay. So they were looking to get into the Bigfoot space, and he said, you know, I know you did that movie with Bobcat. I know you're a big believer in all things Bigfoot, and you have the podcast. He's like, I was wondering if I could throw your name in the ring as a possible host. And I said, 
fuck yeah. Dude. Uh, and that's how it really all got started. And so this got started about a year or so ago. God. And then from that, there was a little process of creating a sizzle. And So you knew about this a year ago and you didn't tell us until it yeah, was... Well, it, yeah, because it was all unfolding. And you know how things are in Hollywood. Nothing's concrete until it's already on the Man, air. Man, yeah. I would so, not have been able to sit on that. I cannot believe that you didn't it was tell tough, us for Especially for what long. we do here. I mean, it's like it's a direct correlation of... Of, of the things I'm passionate I would have about. totally been like, guys, 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 I might be doing this thing. Yeah. So uh, the project got green light at the beginning, green lit at the beginning of the year, picked up for eight one hour episodes, um, location to be determined. And the real pitch of this show was that we were going to be using um, the latest technology uh, as well as data science to figure out when and where was the next likely place that Bigfoot would show up? So we hired an expert data analysis uh, to go ahead and log and put through an algorithm all these sightings that took place within the last 15 years, um, which were in the in the realm of hundreds, if not thousands. And he was able to... Uh, he was basically able to eliminate that down to two to three potential real hot spots for when and where Bigfoot was likely to show up. And are up. we talking about in the world or are we talking in North America? These, we eliminated this just to North America. Okay. So, and we ended up with a hot spot uh, in central Oregon, which sits on the perimeter of the Ochoco National Forest. Dude. So, yes, this is a very... That's prime Squatchville. prime Squatchville. And... <laughs> This is sort of high desert terrain surrounded by dense timber uh, areas. So and there's not a lot of human traffic. And we were on uh, just this acreage of, of plot of land of about 42,000 acres of just pristine forest and high desert. So tundra. you were actually out in these woods. Yeah, absolutely. I was. And then so my role served as sort of the operational leader. In other words, um, I helped sort of put together this team of... Uh, uh, researchers, you the Nick Fury. Yeah, in a se- I know it's hard to believe because I'm, you know, in a sense I'm like out of my element, but as, in in another sense I'm just. This is your element. What are you I'm talking the about? Most out of your element. Thing I've I ever know, heard in I my know. life. It's it's true. And then in another sense, I'm I'm right where I need to be. But you know, listen, I'm working with uh, a Fulbright scholar primatologist uh, who is the real deal. Her name cool. is Dr. Maria Mayer. She was. Uh, former Miami cheerleader, and she's a Fulbright scholar, primatologist, anthropologist. She's discovered the world's smallest primate in Madagascar. Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She is the coolest and the most uh, just down-to-earth, intelligent person. Now, and... I know you can't spoil anything about oh, the I show. Oh, I can give but, away some Well, some, is some she shit. coming into this process as a skeptic a believer sure. is she open-minded where well, is she, she i think coming she, into she, this she kind of uh used the term agnostic skeptic in other right. words she is more than willing to look at any evidence that we come across and let me tell you something we came across an incredible evidence package and what i mean by that i is bet there, you did there, <laughs> there is like four or five things that really sort of confounded her and by the end of this expedition uh she came away going you know bryce I don't know what to think, but there is something to well, this. Well, cool. when you're staring, 
eye to eye with a real life Bigfoot, oh, right? Oh my God! And you're gonna question, yeah. Right? And listen, you know, most of what I think what sets apart our expedition from other investigations or other things like this is I likened this to a mini habituation. In other words, we were out in the field, not me specifically, but my team members were out in the field for almost four weeks which is an incredible amount of time so it this wasn't just weekend warrior stuff this mm-hmm. wasn't just like a friday to monday you know we had set up a base camp and surrounded that perimeter and moved moved beyond it for for three to four weeks and you guys are using some high tech as well in this the right? tech in this, this is unparalleled to any other investigation this- run uh bigfoot ghost ufo or otherwise okay. i mean we were using cutting edge prototype technology which is uh, what like a drone well, just, or just infrared to, goggles like all what? that stuff we were using thermals we were using FLIRs, which stands for forward leaning infrared we were just to give you an example you know we contracted this uh this outfit out of uh maryland and they specialize in something called sound localization and they handle a lot of contracts for the military and they were able to develop this prototype technology uh, we ended up calling them the dragon eggs because one of the um, well, not to give too much away, but uh, one of the engineer's daughter, when he brought it home, it's this special microphone package um, that that is capable of tri-locating and uh, pinpointing sound localizations cool. uh, through GPS and also super sensitive microphone packages. But his daughter was like, "This it's looks like, like a dra- this looks like a dragon egg," and so they were coined from that point on as as dragon eggs. That's which cool. I thought was super cool. Got to get one of those for the studio. Yeah. Did you fly in a helicopter? Did we find a helicopter? Did you fly in a helicopter? No, I didn't fly in a helicopter. Did you fly in an all ter- or which, drive around in an all terrain vehicle? Which yes, I did. I drove. We yeah, we we used uh, ATVs and side squads to to get around the the place and um, and let me just tell you a few a little bit more about our team members. So we also have. Uh, a guy named a guy whose name is Russell Acord. He's an ex-military survivalist, and uh, and he's really good friends uh, with Bob Gimlin, uh, who might or might not make a special appearance on our show. Sweet. Gimlin and, uh, of the Patterson Gimlin. Bob Gimlin of the famous 1967 Patterson Gimlin footage, Whoa. the uh, the Holy Grail of Bigfoot videos, and uh, and he has an incredible knowledge of the woods and hunting. And survivalism, and not only that, he's been tracking Bigfoot for the last twenty years, dude. And uh, and yeah, and we also have another team member. Uh, I'm not sure too much about what I can say, is because sure, there's sure, some things sure, that sure. happen. So I there's some reveals. I, there's some reveals I don't want to give yeah, away. Yeah, this all but, this um, is all this already is a great starting point yeah. for the season. But let, let me tell you this: both looking into your eyes and being totally upfront and honest, you know, we came across some evidence. Uh, not just one or two pieces, but, uh, you know, uh, w- uh, probably about four or five different pieces of evidence that are really uh, detrimental, I think, to helping prove the existence of Bigfoot. Detrimental? They're probably not the right choice. Detrimental means <laughs> not helpful. No, well, then it's not detrimental. Uh, undetrimental. Undetrimental. <laughs> <laughs> like... What, uh, yeah, that's yeah. You're right. Not the right use of word, but uh, but no. We came across some incredible things, and we've to- we talked to some incredible people, and I got to interview some in, uh, some incredible witnesses. Um, so, so exciting! It was dude. So cool. We're it, so it was the opportunity of a lifetime, and uh, 
and I had a great time doing it. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited for people to see. Because you just kind of finished up on this re- very recently here. Yeah, I just had a. Uh, we we pretty much are just we're in, the, we're in the editing process now, uh, and, and and you know putting everything together. But yeah, the expedition so part of it is over. Are you? How did walking into this? Um, as someone who is, I would say a proponent, mm-hmm. if not believer, but a proponent of the, you can um, say believer <laughs> of the interdimensional Bigfoot theory. Oh yeah. And stuff that, you know, I think our very first conversation of about Bigfoot, we jumped right to that. No doubt about um, it. Coming in with that, how did, how did, uh, you know, this sounds like a very like grounded yeah. real world exposition. So how did that affect your approach coming into this project? Well, it's a great question because right off the bat, you know, this the show was sold as using high technology and very very science based and like you said grounded in hard science and and I was very specific to be upfront about my beliefs of what I've come to call the stranger aspects of Bigfootery. In other words, there's a lot of uh you know, cases that have these sort of strange things that are reported and witnessed. And I didn't want to exclude from our investigation any of sort of... This is so insane that you did this show. I, it this really is. is. So <laughs> crazy. It really is. And so I didn't want to, you know, I just was kind of up front that like, hey, you know, I, I'm very open to a lot of the different ideas about Bigfoot. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to search for this thing on a flesh and blood basis, but I don't want to... Um, cherry pick the data if we come across the strange and unknown i want us to talk about it and let me tell you something we did wow wow so walking away from this are is your attitude uh towards bigfoot has it changed at all and if so how I would say it's pretty much uh, I was right all along. <laughs> no, I'm just, I was just kidding, but I'm not. I would, you know, a lot of because uh, I remember one point in the summer, in the middle of shooting this, I remember I can't remember specifically what episode we were recording. It might have mm-hmm. been the Ape Canyon episode, right? You were kind of like, I don't know. I think maybe we're dealing with a biological creature here. Like for the first time I've ever heard you be like, yeah. It's hard not not to think this thing is biological when it leaves biological evidence, right? right? Just like the UFO phenomena. Well, I'd say indigenous to this reality, at least. Well, that's a whole nother piece of pie, right? So it's like, it's the same thing as with this UFO phenomena. Sure, we have these strange metal alloys that seem to be, um, you know sort of confusing and confounding our scientists and and at the same the thing the same thing exists with bigfoot you know it's like we have this these these evidence uh that's left behind that is biological in nature hairs scat um also something is making these footprints and trackways but at the same time there's a whole other sort of um package of evidence that says well these things are also you know Moving in and out of this world, perhaps, you know, I mean, you can't discount some of the eyewitness testimony and then just some of the the stranger aspects of Bigfootery. So speaking of strange, you were reading a lot of John Keel's works this past summer, Strange Creatures from Time and Space, mm-hmm. The Eighth Tower. Um, how did that affect, if at all, your approach to basically doing your own, for 
you know, lack of a better term, paranormal investigation. Yeah, no, totally. So I, you know, I tried to really just stick with two and focus on Bigfoot and the evidence that he or she was leaving behind. Mm -hmm. So I really, you know, tried to just uh, stay focused on the investigation at hand and not work too far outside of the boundaries. So if something came our way, then that's where I put my attention and, uh, and yeah, but you know, at the end, it sort of makes a composite picture that, that, that something very strange is happening. Did you get to speak to any eyewitnesses out there? Were there people with stories that yeah, you... Yeah, I spoke to eyewitnesses who haven't oh, come forward with their story their entire lives. Oh, yes. that's the gravy so, right there. So, you know, there. It, it is, it, as much as I loved, like, speaking with experts and, and, and having this evidence analyzed by experts, I've always been, and you guys know this, I've always been passionate and a fan of championing the anecdotal evidence that sure. comes from eyewitness testimony. Mm-hmm. And so when when when... When I speak to these people, when you hear their story, you can't help but to feel it reverberate through your body and soul. You just know that what they're telling you, what they're telling me, is is their truth. Mm. And did you see that impact on the other people in in on the team? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Whenever I whenever I got a whenever I heard a witness's story, I I would. Uh, I would relay that back to the team members in the field as, uh, you know, hey, look out for this or be aware of that, you know, because uh, it could influence their investigation going forward, you know. Dude. Yeah. So wild. Are you super excited? I am so excited just because, listen, I've never stepped outside of the scripted environment. In other yep. words, I've been a film and television actor for 20 years. I've never done quote unquote reality television or non-scripted television. So there was a learning curve for me. Um, but I, I, I'd like to think that I overcame and I adapted feel like you to that. Got a little taste of that doing Willow Creek because some of those interviews in and around Willow Creek were, were real. Yeah, no. Oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, you know, there was just, uh, there's the thing in, 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 in non-scripted TV where we called them OTFs, which were on the fly interviews, you know, and you mm-hmm. would have to like recap or recount someone's testimony or, or sum up an expert uh, witnesses analysis and you know I was and I didn't want to like you know I just wanted to sound intelligible on the subject like, and this guy's uh eyewitness account is detrimental to right. this investigation you're like no Bryce no. point in case exactly <laughs> you know what I mean so there was really like you it's really had instrumental to, to the investigation yes. so I was very aware of how I spoke and what I was speaking and that and that was the learning curve but other than that um you know, I was like, this is an opportunity that only comes around once in a lifetime, and it's a subject I'm absolutely passonate about. Dude, so I would be crazy not to jump on this and you have got this to experience. go on a, a Bigfoot expedition. It's a dream. It's a dream come true. Fuck. And so, just being out in nature, truly. it must have been just alone. Must have been. Oh my rad. god, it was it was wild. It was absolutely wild. And do you see? Do you see once you're actually out there and looking in? The, I'm assuming you're in deep, deep woods out there. Yeah. I would imagine when you're in that mindset and you're thinking about even if this isn't a, a or you know an, an extra dimensional or interdimensional hyperdimensional entity, mm-hmm. you think those woods are big enough to hide something like this? Absolutely. All one needs to do is fly over the Pacific Northwest in an airplane yeah. and take a purview from thirty thousand feet up, and you can see just like. You know, I think it was uh, 
the FAC reported some 50-plus airplanes that have gone missing in the Sequoia and Yellowstone National Forests within the last 50 years, unfound, undiscovered. And these are after search teams have went in and looked for these planes. So these forests have the ability to swallow things whole. So if something uh, that had super senses, uh, acute sight, acute hearing, wanted to stay away from the human population, it would have no problem doing it. I mean, just being out there and like seeing wildlife is rare, you know, and trying to capture, you know, evidence of wildlife is not easy to do, you know, aim a camera through a bevy of trees and it's going to be, you know, it's, it's a hard. wall, it's, it's a, a wall. wall, you know, you, you, you can't literally see the have multiple obstructions. Yeah, exactly. You have multiple obstructions in your sight line at all times. Absolutely. Oh man, I'm so excited for this. Uh, before we go, what is the one like? Is there like a fun tease or one little takeaway that you're super excited about that you don't want to spoil, but mm. you're like, oh, get ready for something that happens or something that you discovered that you were super excited? Yeah, about? I'll just I'll just tell you very bluntly w- w- what we were seeking. We found. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Hey guys, Riley jumping back in again. Uh, so there you have it. That's a sample from our Patreon, The Other Side. When we first announced Bryce's show, we uh, we wanted to give our Patreon subscribers the very first information on that. So anyways, we couldn't be more excited about uh, Expedition Bigfoot and uh, everything that Bryce is up to. It's, uh, it's really cool. Anyways, sorry we had to redact some of the live show. Uh, the reasons are beyond our control, and I can't even tell you what they are. So, such is life. If you were there, you know. But uh, don't fret. We do have more live shows coming up in 2020. So, although you may have missed this one, there is more to come, and uh, they're a lot of fun. We really enjoy uh, meeting you guys directly and uh, doing a show in person. So look out for more live shows in 2020. They are coming. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to jump back into the live episode. So um, enjoy the rest of our live show from the Bigfoot Lodge. Oh, whoa. What is that weird the, vibrational? The tingle? What is that tingle? That's probably the what portal. What is something? Pass it, the portal opening. over. Pass Something's happening. Portal. Okay, wait a minute. This is not my daughter's hula hoop. Wait, no. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. I'm peering through the portal. I'm seeing a very tall vision emerging from the back of the ether realm. Oh, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, it's actor Aaron Hayes from Children's Hospital and Medical Detectives. Medical police. Police. Sorry, shit. Sorry. But I'm pitching that for Sorry. season two. My, 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 pro- that my are cop fault. doctors. We'll see. You came oh, through that portal this beautifully. This seat is slippery. Up, that was probably the portal. Uh, it's portal juice. <laughs> yes. You know they got to grease portal those portals to get those uh, creatures in and out. Um, Aaron, what did you think about Expedition Bigfoot? I thought it was fantastic. I'm all in. All right. I am all in. And I want... I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I was telling Riley this as we were watching it, I just want somebody at some point in the season to go look in the woods and go, where are you, you big, beautiful bastard? (laughs) (laughs) Does anybody do that? We might have to add that in post. I'll I'll do it. (laughs) And because we're a crowd, and we tried this once, people were like, well, do you believe it? So if you believe it, you're going to applaud and cheer. If it's bullshit, nothing. Just don't give it any applause, all right? 
So uh, I'm going to hand it over to, you know, you know how to cue them up, right? Yeah. Top, here we go. What? Aaron Hayes, take us. All right. Are you ready for bullshit or believe it? Woo! Ready, set, ghosts. Woo! Oh, that's a lot. Right, that's that a lot good. of people. UFOs. Woo! Bigfoot. Oh, it's yeah. a lot of believe it. Yeah. There's a lot of believe it. Little, little gray aliens. Woo! Are there big gray aliens? Sure. Sure, of course. Out of body experiences. It's not as much. It's not as much. Demonic possession. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> I love a yes for back. demonic that's possession. That's a lot of bullshit Woo! in the house. Yeah. <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle. All right. Oh. We should, you should go through it with booze, too. <laughs> um, alien abductions. Woo! Yep. Loch Ness Monster. Yeah! Time travel. Woo! Oh, hey, if like you want people person. to boo, you can boo. Yeah, it's, I mean, boo are, if you like, really feel strongly against it. <laughs> Mothman. Woo! No. Reincarnation. Oh, oh I am so <laughs> clapping for that one. Uh, ESP. Oh, haunted houses. Yeah. Where are my yeah. ghost people at? Mm-hmm. The Illuminati. Yeah. Oh, they can't. They can't say. They, they can't say because yeah. they're in it. That's right. That's well, should I believe it? There's a face on Mars. Nope, not even a one. <laughs> you got one sad. Woo. Um, it's it's the guy whose face is on <laughs> Mars. <laughs> hey. Okay, bullshit or believe it, skunk ape. Woo! Oh, oh right. strong. Fans of the skunk ape, good. Heaven. No. <laughs> oh. Not in Silver Lake. You guys, the more people in this room believe in the skunk ape than do with heaven. Okay, well then, on the contrary, hell. No, boo. All right. Uh, sea serpents. <laughs> Poltergeists. El Chupacabra. Oh, some of them. Atlanta. No, sorry, Atlantis. <laughs> and anybody didn't get enough Emmys. Um, Atlantis. <laughs> Life on other planets. Yes. Parallel dimensions. The apocalypse. Nope, not even a one. And last one, bullshit or believe it, life after death. Yeah. Oh. This this not this bad. crowd really is all over the place. Unpack it. Oh. What do you think? What struck you, Aaron? Um, just that like that yes, there could be a skunk ape. <laughs> but like <laughs> but like all of major religions are wrong. <laughs> that one that strikes me as like a oh, bit bananas. Wow. Bit of a red flag. <laughs> bit of a red flag. I just and like someone picturing... needs to tell the Hallmark Channel that they're way <laughs> off base. I just like picturing the person that walked in just for a drink in the middle of that and yeah, was like, so yeah. confused. Skunk now for, now yeah. I'm picturing the Hallmark movie, A Skunk Ape for Christmas. <laughs> in Atlanta. Uh, I said, I changed the list to little gray aliens because yeah. every time I say gray aliens or alien grays, people go, huh? Because mm. it sounds like aliens are grazing on something like gray. I don't know. Oh, right, so I right. went little, little gray aliens. That was a suggestion. 
Yeah. Anyway. Well, nice work. Yeah. I thought it was great. I also, I mean, Atlanta is a great show and a great city, yeah. and a lot yeah. of people believe in it, which is great. <laughs> you can just buy a ticket today. Anyone here from Atlanta? <laughs> Uh, well, thank you very much, Aaron thank Hayes. You thank you for having me. I'm going to slide out. Slide out on that interdimensional grease. Okay, uh, Aaron Hayes, what a friend of the show. Seriously. Really, really operating beneath her yeah. level of talent and expertise <laughs> to come out here and do that tonight. <laughs> That's it so means insane. a lot. It does. <laughs> um, boy, oh boy. Okay, speaking of which... Uh, Guys, it's time to share your L files. Is there anybody out there who has a story of a ghostly encounter, a UFO, something from their family? Okay, oh, I'm seeing I someone see being. Some I got strings. two people. Wait, oh, oh, oh wow! Why is that buzzing happening again? Oh, what is I that? Think that's the, the portal. You I should think know someone's that heading through the portal. Wait, what's emerging through the portal? Oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, it's friend of the show. Actor, comedian Kevin Kirkpatrick. Yeah! <laughs> Look at him. Come Classic all the way through, Kevin. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. so daintily moving through. Kevin wow. Kirkpatrick, ladies well and gentlemen. Done, sir. Kevin, you did our uh, one of our very first L Files episodes. That's right. Yeah. We have sometimes when we get letters, they're addressed to us and Kevin. That's right. <laughs> um, Kevin, what was your reaction to Expedition Bigfoot? Oh, I, I also am pretty riveted. Yeah, no, oh, I'm, good. I'm, as you guys know, pretty skeptical. No, a lot. I was real quiet during that list. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm very Bigfoot's now really one of the things that's towards the top of my perhaps list. We've done our work. <laughs> what did, when you picture this is a question that we've started to ask guests? I don't think we've asked you, Kevin. What is Bigfoot to you? Who is Bigfoot to you? Well, I thought it was some sort of a primate that maybe is not as big as people say he is. And then now I'm starting to think maybe he's what it because of all this uh supernatural stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. What if what if Bigfoots, which we need to start saying because the reason people think it's singular is cuz we the word is singular. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I mean, if I grew up with people saying don't go in the woods, you might see bear. I would think there was one bear. <laughs> it's like deer, you know? Right. right. It's yeah. like a deer, mini deer. No, but what if aliens have Bigfoots like dog? Like we have dogs. Oh. And yeah. we're all chasing these Bigfoots around. But what we're really about to find is that that Bigfoot is just like that, like that one that chased that mushroom girl. Like that's just somebody's dog that got off leash for a minute. <laughs> it's like yeah. the predator hounds. Yeah. By the way, I was so ready. I really believed her. And then she's like, what do you do for a living? I gather wild mushrooms. (laughs) She immediately discredits herself. Oh, my God. She consumes hallucinogenics for a living. Brother, you got to spend more time in Oregon. Yeah, okay. All right, so uh, who wants to come up and tell a story? I know there's one out there. Come on, don't be shy. Yes, sir. Come on up. Come on up. All right, you, you can grab uh, uh, you can grab the producer. There we go. Mic here. here, yeah. Okay, you yeah. You come up here. Hold on to that producer mic. All right. Uh, tell us your name, please, sir. My name is Kurt. And where are you from, Kurt? I'm from Burbank. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh. not too far. 
Uh, Bella Lugosi's ghost lives in Burbank, California. That's true. Technically, <laughs> Universal City, I guess. Yeah, and last seen in Hollywood when the hearse was going down the streets. Whoa! Mm, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, what's your story for us? So, I live in a haunted house. I moved into this house with a girlfriend, and there was a very pervy ghost that would uh, every time she would go to take a shower, it, you could hear like on the roof. It's a one-story house. You could hear on the roof like something walking. And then knocking over the shampoo in the shower so she would bend over to pick it up. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Yeah, so I've always lived in this house with the, with the ghost, and I'm like, hey, it's cool. Like, you know, go ahead and check out the girlfriend. It's fine, whatever. Uh, after we broke up, it was just me and the ghost, and apparently he had nothing to do. So one night at about 4 in the morning, I have this thing called the Caribbean Amphibian Kermit. You can look it up. It's a Kermit the, the Frog doll where you have to squeeze it to make it sing. I have so many questions. <laughs> no, no, go for it. Go for it. It's, it's so this proper. is not a story to be plowed through. So <laughs> That's why I was like, I'm going to breeze past Kermit. the fact that I own a Kermit I the Frog. I rarely say but... this. Take the scenic route, please. Okay, sure. So Kermit the Frog, Caribbean amphibian. So basically every time you squeeze it, I mean, who doesn't have a Kermit the Frog at home? But when you squeeze this one, every time you squeeze it, it'll sing one word of the song. I'm a Caribbean amphibian. You cannot make it play the song fully. You have to squeeze it for every word. That's very important. So, four o'clock in the morning, I've told the ghost many times, hey, just don't knock over the Star Wars action figures. You can check out the girlfriend, do whatever you got to (laughs) do. But four o'clock in the morning... That's how I rank my relationship. I'm like, no to the Star Wars, yes to the girlfriend. Uh, So, four o'clock in the morning... Caribbean Amphibian starts playing the full song coming from the Kermit, which cannot happen. I actually checked after the fact with the manufacturer. It cannot happen. Oh, that's creepy. So I'm like, nope. I get out of bed. I start pulling the batteries out of the Kermit, and it continues the song to the very end without batteries in it. Yeah. So we had a long talk, the ghost and I. I was like, look, perv all you want, but don't fucking scare me that's not cool man and don't mess with my kermit yeah dude not with the kermit <laughs> and anything since what happened to the doll and what happened to the ghost i still have the doll and i still have the ghost uh every now and then something will knock over sort of lets me know that it's there but one time i was in the spare bedroom and i heard something in the hallway and i'm like okay it's not my dog i have a real small dog what the hell was that so i go in the hallway nothing nothing and i look up and you know those the hatches to the attic the hatch to the attic is up and off. Oh, yeah, no. Completely. No. So I spent about 10 minutes peeing myself, and then I put my phone with the camera on, like up, and then rotated it all the way around to make sure, because I'm not brave enough to stick my head oh, through there. Oh, it's like that scene in Aliens. That's exactly what I was like. I mean, it's coming uh, from inside the room. Yeah. I, so, I think there's also footage somewhere of like, wasn't there like someone who was like living in someone's attic? Yeah, that's some creepy and, like, dude. Yes. dude like sisters like looked up in there and they saw like a golemly looking dude like see that's the, what that was living life. in their ha- in real life living it in- yeah so, thankfully not that creepy golemly dude nothing was up there but I to this day I don't know what caused and there's not some people are like oh it's just the pressure from the house and, no it was up and off and you can't do that without pushing it up and pushing it off so. To this day, I always have little odd things, but we have a you know we have a cool understanding. As long as it doesn't scare me that much that often, it's fine. Kevin, yeah. wow, 
How would you handle this ghost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. If it was in your house. But I'm not getting rid of the Kermit. Well, I would, I would, if I were you, I would wonder why he didn't want to peep my hole. Like, <laughs> I, you know what? So that's what the, gr- that's what the girlfriend of the time yeah. said. She's like, wait, maybe it happens when you're in the shower too. But you can hear like the shampoo fall off the ledge yeah. and knock down, and then she'd have to pick it up. And it didn't ever, it's never done that. I've been there yeah. for 17 years. I'm uh, not. You're hearing footsteps on the roof, and then he drops so, through the ceiling? Well, that's the thing. Into like, the shower? Is, it sounds like someone's walking through the attic. But there is no uh, attic to really walk through. And then, sadly, I told the next girl I was dating about this, and it never happened with her. And she got mad at me that the ghost wasn't perving on her in the mm, shower. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested fault. in this ghost's, like, varying levels of supernatural because... He can like make shampoo bottles go down, but he's got like one like line of sight, and he's got to make her bend over. Like, wh- and why is he using hatches? I don't understand why ghosts use doors and hatches. Look, if I you don't can know. move through the ceiling, can't you just pop up from the bottom of the shower and check out a butt that way? Yeah, that's what I'm you saying. <laughs> but if you can check out the- a butt, I mean, this sounds like a real over. person was in here because I mean he's he's got to he's got to make her bend over so he can see stuff, and he's I can using promise hatches. you, I, I went in. She called me one time into the bathroom because it knocked over after I said, "Hey." I heard footsteps and i can promise you she was the only one in the the shower so but yeah i don't know i don't it's, know it's a, pervy, really... it's a pervy ghost i Kurt, admitted from the beginning you're <laughs> I, I hate to say this from one hey. grown man who collects toys to another you got to get rid of that kermit doll dude no 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 Fair you're enough. wrong all right Kurt, ladies and <laughs> thank gentlemen, you. thank you so thank much you, Kurt. i think we have time for one Great more job. elf file story anybody out there don't be Should shy I see another yes come all up right. sir come on up come on up here, step, take a few steps closer to the audience over here. Come this way, a little way from the bathroom. There you go. What's, another, your, what's your name, sir? My name's Neil. Hello, Neil. Hello, buddy. It's another ghost story. Old house in Liverpool, Chinatown, the oldest Chinatown in Europe. And speak up for the people. Uh, project, yeah, get close and project. Hello. There you Perfect. go. Okay, old house in Liverpool, oldest house, uh, oldest Chinatown in Europe. And uh, my girlfriend at the time lived there. And she was asleep on the couch. The front door leads to a long corridor, which at the end is the lounge where she was asleep. And I was in the bathroom right by the front door, which was locked, having a wee. And there was, there'd been a few things before that to make us think it was trouble. That house was trouble. We had one of our roommates dropped off. The cab driver says, you don't live there, do you? That house is haunted. <laughs> oh, yes. We'd had a glass vase. Liverpool ex- cab drivers do not <laughs> fuck with old English ghosts. So if you have one that's terrified of where you live, move. Oh, yeah. My mate lived there. It's haunted. And then we had a glass vase in the bedroom. A night I was staying over explode and everything that happened we'd explain it away because i'm a bit of a cynic too so we'd be like okay this glass vase is by the heater maybe the heater heated the room too quickly and the glass exploded and then my girlfriend would say i saw a a woman at the end of the bed she woke up a couple of times and saw a woman at the end of the bed Mm. and then of course i'd be like don't worry you're half asleep and you're just coming too and so that's dream turning into reality And then the thing where I'm in the bathroom and she's asleep at the other end of the corridor. Do you know fire doors? Fire doors have springs in the handles. So they make a noise. They make a noise and they take pressure to move them. I don't think we have those here, do we? 
Well, it's a door handle with a spring in oh, it. Okay. So you, you, yeah. you take your finger and it's a, like a lever and you press, you press it down and, or point back up when you take your hand off it. So it takes force. Oh, okay. So the door's behind me as I am urinating. Sorry about the fact I'm urinating. <laughs> you in keep bringing it up. <laughs> but I am. I'm <laughs> now now, now he's physical showing shit. us with his <laughs> hand what it looks like. And it's, it's all coming out <laughs> <Okay>. of my <laughs> pain. And, um, and just trace it so we know what size we're <laughs> yeah, in. Well, I like to uh, deflect it from a wall. No. And so... Oh, I got a story about that. Okay. So, they they because they have a spring in the handle, it makes a noise. So, the first thing I'm alerted to is the noise of the handle. And I know we're the only two people in the house. And I've just walked down a long corridor, leaving her asleep on the couch. So, I know that's either an intruder or something I can't explain. And so, I turn around and I see the handle move. Oh, my God. And then I feel the door... I see the door open, and I think it's her. And I'm thinking, wow, she was fast down that that corridor, and why would she want to come in when I'm doing this? (laughs) Well, based on what we've just seen, it's very impressive. (laughs) So I gently push the door back and say, hey, I'm in here, and I feel a force behind the door. So something is pushing back, not with much pressure, but definitely pressure. And I close the door. And then I go, hang on a minute, investigate. So I quit because <laughs> I want to see a ghost because I kind of think it might be a ghost. So I open the door and I jump into the corridor. I check the front door. It's locked. I check every room on the way up the corridor back to the, the lounge. And she goes, who are you talking to? Wow. Ooh. That's creepy, man. No good. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. Pleasure. <laughs> Kevin. That ghost is called the Dick Glonson. <laughs> Kevin, do you hope you have a bathroom ghost when yes. you get home? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll maybe. never know because I don't ever close the door. <laughs> uh, Kevin Kirkpatrick, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Oh, he's got to slide back out of that portal into his open bathroom door. <laughs> Look at which that will remain open the for the rest That's of the evening. That's a real pro. It's a hula hoop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Uh, anybody else have a question for Bryce, me, Riley, or anybody about the about the show? Okay, great. All right. <laughs> that sounds good. You want to hand out it somebody one? Uh, we're going to hand out some posters. Yeah, well, we've only How got are we two pick posters? posters. You know what? Uh, Neil, you shared a story. Come get a poster, Neil. Yeah. And Kurt, um, you come get a poster, come too. Come get a poster for sharing your story. Yeah, um, I got listen, them for guys, you. We'll sign them. We I have wanna... a big stack of stickers, too, everybody. Oh, yeah. So come, get uh, a come up and get sticker. stickers from us. Guys, this has been amazing. I want to thank Scott Michael Foster, Aaron Hayes, Kevin Kirkpatrick, Travel Channel, and, of course, the Bigfoot Lodge for hosting us. I'm Michael McMillan for Bryce Johnson, Riley Bray. Until next time, good night, and go get regret. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much.
Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their case has had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.